Welcome to a special Halloween episode of the All Things Blues and Southern Rock podcast. We've got some guests with us, and I throw it over to Jason to tell you guys if you're watching who's on the screen, if you're listening, who you're hearing. Jason. Well, that's right. This is going to be video. Exciting. That's that's now everybody knows what Brian and I actually look like. <laughs> anyway, thanks, Brian, for letting me introduce the guest once again. Very excited. We have two returners on the podcast tonight for our very special Halloween episode where we're going to talk about some of our very favorite horror rock songs. Uh, we got Boone Froggett from the band Otis and from the Lowdown Hoedown radio show, who's a horror movie aficionado. How are you doing, Boone? <laughs> good, good. Good to be here. This is, this is going to be fun. Yay. Yep, it sure will. And our other special guest, we can't have a Halloween episode talking about horror stuff without somebody from a band that's horror related. It's Daisy Dead <laughs> from the Dead Deads. How are you doing, Daisy? Doing great. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for joining us from the last legs of your tour out in beautiful LA. Mm-hmm. That's right. Sunny California. And that's not probably getting you in the mood for Halloween so much being in sunny California. No, I have no idea what season it is or what day of the week or anything. It's point. the same season in, <laughs> Hall, in LA. It's the same year round. <laughs> well, thank you guys for joining us. We know you're both very busy and this ought to be a lot of fun where we get a chance to talk about five horror songs that we really enjoy. And, uh, you know, a little different from what we normally do on the podcast, Brian, what do you say? Uh, different indeed. You know, it's, uh, couldn't quite find uh, five horror songs in the blues or southern rock genre, um, but uh, so there's a little outside the ballpark. But I think uh, yeah, I just... think there's a lot of murder going on in some of those songs. <laughs> a lot of the original blues songs too, with Robert Johnson and the deal with the you know there you could find stuff. But this is this is yeah, open season yeah. on any rock related music you want. Yeah, cool. Brian, we ready to go? Sure. All right, we'll start with Daisy. Let's go with your first pick. Ooh, my first pick, I, I, I have them all written down, um, but I don't know if, okay, so the first, so this is my fifth pick. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, it's, we're first on the list, whatever it is. So I'll start, it's kind of a weird one, but um, there's this band called Slint out of Louisville from the, like it's a post-rock um, from like the late 90s. Uh, they, they have a song called Good Morning Captain, and it's just like a really long um, kind of creepy song about um some kind of shipwreck and a captain or maybe the a ghost of a captain and it, it evokes like all the, the cold and like a mystery i don't know it always creeped me out sounds like a scooby-doo episode 
a little bit. Yeah, there's like a child, there's like the hand of a child or something. And it's just like, why? <laughs> Creepy. So Boone, this band's out of Kentucky. You ever heard of them? I haven't, but I'll, I'll have to check into that because I love yeah. I love hearing uh, music from my from my home state. Yeah, they're great. They're really great. I mean, they're they're not around anymore, but yeah, they they were yeah. Wonderful. And Good Morning Captain is the name of a Black Crow song at the same time. So we have that blues and Southern rock connection. There you go. There, there you go. go. You're good All at right. that. <laughs> Boone, we'll throw it over to you for your first choice. Uh, for me, I mean, this is kind of the beginning of, of all things creepy is uh, Hallam Wolf's 1954 Evil. And it's, it's all just about kind of like uh, yes. you know, premoni- premonition. You're a long way from home. Can't sleep at all. Uh, you must be another mule kicking in your stall. All, all that kind of. Old mm-hmm. great blues lyrics they come yeah. come straight from uh, Robert Johnson and and uh, Sunhouse and, and and all those guys and and the way it was recorded too. There's a they're basically just using room mics. So you, you get this very uh, eerie sense. And uh, I'm not the only one who likes this song because this song's been covered a million times by Cactus and and, and other folks. But I think that just kind of goes for for anything there, there's just a creepy element to to how wolf like listening to the early blues records gives me the same feeling as like watching <laughs> like uh you know like a universal monsters it's just kind of the same the same yeah. same type vibe for me his yeah. name is Helen wolf brian i mean come on right you gotta go with Helen <laughs> wolf there you go you could be a werewolf not even of london a werewolf of the south <laughs> good choice i like that one all right brian over to you for your first well, I'm going to start uh, kind of where my head was at in my uh, teen years. And uh, this is a song from one of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies by the band Dokken, uh Dream Warriors. Ooh. Who doesn't love that one? That's a great <laughs> choice. That's a that's a great uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movie, actually. I one don't know if best. I've seen it, but... Oh, it's got uh, Patricia Arquette's in that one, Boone, right? I'm sure you're a fan. That's right. That's right. Beat me to it. (laughs) (laughs) This is what kickstarted her career almost in that one. Yep. Yep. Well, Brian, good choice. I didn't take that. He and I coordinated ahead of time, so we didn't choose the same thing. But much like you, Brian, I'm going to go back to my teen years and start being inspired by stuff I have, even though I don't have a patch for this band. It's also from A Nightmare on Elm Street soundtrack, but number four, it's Love Kills by the Vinnie Vincent Invasion. Ooh. <laughs> and my favorite story about the Vinnie Vincent Invasion, we're going to do a little history of Vinnie Vincent. Okay. Uh, Vinnie Vincent Invasion, actually Slaughter is Vinnie Vincent Invasion after they kicked Vinnie Vincent out of the band. So the second album, Mark Slaughter, all those guys recorded that, that album. Vinny was such an asshole, they kicked them out and they became Slaughter. Interesting. All right. So fun and educational on that one. All right. On to number four. Boone, we'll start with you this time. All right. I'm going to kind of go the road less traveled again. This was actually a band that was on Motown and they were called the Originals. And they're kind of like the best kept secret of Motown because it was just like, a lot of a lot of players from from the other groups. I mean, everybody knows the temps and you know all that all, everything that no, Motown was known for. But this is a song. It has two parts. It's called the Supernatural Voodoo Woman. It's from 1974, and it was used in in the in the film Sugar Hill, which was like a black exploitation horror movie. And uh, it's 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 really cool. It's about 
about this lady who uh, ends up being in control of, of some zombies and it's it's uh it's it's horribly wonderful you know one of those movies. <laughs> so, so yeah if you have a if you have the uh, the the Shutter streaming app, it, it, it's on there, and along with like Blackula and the Screen Blackula Screen, which is all yeah, all all that's a voodoo the one. Yeah, 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 and that's a, that's the cool thing. A lot of the songs uh, I picked is is kind of was my gateway into like uh, New Orleans music and and figuring out where all the where all the voodoo folk, folklore all that came from and how it ended up in America and all that sort of thing. I got the voodoo hat on. Yeah, I do <laughs> looking good, man. You look mm-hmm. like Mick, like Mick Mars's hat from Motley Crue, <laughs> yeah, and I'm very that. envious of that. <laughs> See, Daisy, this is why we had Boone on here. Not only is he friend and family of the podcast, but this guy knows his stuff. Yeah, apparently, <laughs> I love it. I'm, I'm like, a big fan of the Blackula movies. Go ahead, Daisy. Sorry. Oh, I was just saying, I'm loving his picks. <laughs> I am Thank too. You. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to get like I'm gonna have to go on Shutter. I do have a Shutter um account so i'm gonna check these out oh yeah they're they're great man you'll you'll enjoy them all right daisy over to you this is another weird one um i think i'm probably all gonna be weird so just <laughs> with that. Uh, but you know um soup john stevens or however you say his name Suf john sufjan surf john stevens he does all the state albums right yeah so he did yes. one um the illinois um yes and there's a song on that record called John Wayne Gacy Jr., where he basically is singing from the perspective of John Wayne Gacy Jr. Um, and sort of asking for forgiveness or oops or whatever. I don't, I, I can't listen to it. So I, I just have like one day I was alone and, and heard the song and I was just like, it just freaked me out. So that's a haunted song that I can't listen to because it, it, it really gets into the head of that type of person which is you don't want to be in there so and i'm very surprised with him <laughs> well with him being an indie rocker mm-hmm. like to have a song like that's kind of dark for that guy super dark yeah <laughs> um it's about as dark as it gets as far as i'm concerned so that was definitely going to be on my list for scariest songs <laughs> brian i'm gonna have to check that one out because i know who searching seasons Stevens is i know the illinois record but i don't recall that track so i'm i'm on it yeah well yeah or just maybe just only read the lyrics you maybe don't just listen to yeah just listen to that fun song (laughs) i forget what that the song from that record is like there's one that's just just amazing so yeah good choice i like it we got serial killers we have voodoo so brian what's your what's your my number four uh still uh, uh pulling back from teenage years later teenage years and i think this is the only other song that's actually on a soundtrack but uh i got who made who by acdc from the movie maximum overdrive and uh oh yeah i forgot about that movie yeah Yeah. you know where the uh i gotta confess i've never seen it but apparently it's about the machines taking over Hmm. boom you've got to see that oh yeah if if i'm not mistaken the 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 whole soundtrack's acdc right it is the who, who made who out who made who album I believe right or no no it's not is that the album I believe so. I'm actually I'm not sure but I'm pretty sure that the whole soundtrack was ACDC but I think it may have been like from from all you know the different different years I think there maybe even a Bon Scott song or, or two on there Have you seen that movie anybody who's seen that movie Boone you've seen Me? it Daisy Yeah 
Uh, Stephen King directed it. After that, I don't think they let him direct too many movies afterwards. It wasn't- he directed- <laughs> I, the, about the only thing I remember, I remember like the, the semi trucks were like- The goblin like- truck. Yeah. Yeah. But then there was like a, a Coke machine um, that started spitting out sodas and like into people's guts and killing them or something. And, that, <laughs> yeah. and I, I want to say there was also a lawnmower that went wild. Um, but yeah. Yeah, so ran those- over a kid so the, at a baseball okay. game. At a little league yeah. game, yeah. That's right. Yes, yes. I remember. Okay, okay, yeah. That's how mm-hmm. it started <laughs> with the killing of children with with bending and and uh, <laughs> lawnmowers. Great start. Um, I'm going to have to rewatch that now. Star. Yeah, Emilio Estevez was the star of that one. No way, he was in yeah. that. Yeah, he was in that. He was the hero of the movie, and he was. And Yearly Smith, who's a female actress who does the voice of. Um, she does, I think, Lisa Simpson or Bart Simpson in The Simpsons. She was in it. So you don't, you know, you get a chance to see what that voice actor looks like. So interesting. How do you know all that? Did you just know all this off the top of your head? Yeah. My wife loves being on trivia teams with me because I know just random things about everything. And like, this is just, yeah. Cool. I didn't know your picks ahead of time. I didn't prepare. <laughs> I think she was on the, uh, the sitcom Rhoda, too. Oh, no kidding. Wow. See, yeah. I don't have, see, that's a bit of trivia. I didn't know. And then again, <laughs> that's why we have Boone here <laughs> to fill in my gaps. All right. We're going to go to me with number four. Uh, and in honor of one of our esteemed guests, uh, we're going to go with Sea Beast by the Dead Deads, what? a song about pirates harassing women who get together <laughs> to unleash a beast to kill all of them. And it's very dark and there's utter utter like demon growling. Meta like does some like demonic like vocals in that one. It scares the crap out of me. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> did I get be- this did I get the song right? Like what's the Daisy, what's the song about? It that is what it's about. Um and then there's a this kind of, you know, there's the metaphor of, you know, having your creative destruction or um, you know, it's okay to be mad, I think is a little bit another one of the things like, you know. Um, but yes, it also is just a scary monster beast. Pirates, sea beast, demonic vocals. I mean, yes. does it get scarier than that? <laughs> Boone, you definitely have to check that song out off that album. It's great. It's off their new album, Tell Your Girls It's All Right, which is also a lyric in that song. I can't believe you didn't pick nice. Murder. We have two songs called Murder Ballad. We have one, an older song, um, that's just us. And then we have that Corey Taylor. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm just, I'm going to do my promotions throughout this <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we spent heard about it about yeah about death and destruction and but we talked mutual about like killing like a, a boyfriend girlfriend killing each other. See, that's the yeah. easy pick. But when I go back and listen to the album, CB right. scares me more because the guttural demonic vocals, pirates, CB CBs. I mean, it's got it all. Well, thanks. That's thank. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brian, song number three goes to you. So here's where I go in the way opposite direction of the metal and hard rock um, going into like, I don't know, like oldies or 50s or 60s. I should know when the song came out, but must be the season of the witch by Donovan. Donovan. Yeah. 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 Ooh, that was a nice one. Yeah. You got to check out the... Uh... The Super Sessions version of that, which is all instrumental and features uh, Mike Bloomfield on guitar. Listen, oh, really? it's, it's really cool. Yeah. Wow. Season That's... of the Witch, yeah. 
Daisy, you guys could absolutely nail that song. Yeah, we could. <laughs> that'll that'll be your next scary song. Well, it's got that 60 pop vibe, but it's got the very like dark lyrics to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, it's funny. We, there's so many songs we keep talking about covering. We, I don't know. We've just, we just did one, another promotion. We just have, you know, a new single out. That's a cover of uh, Chloe answer. <laughs> Mother love bone. But, but we have, we, you know, I guess out bands, we always are doing that between us and then other people bringing up things we should cover. And then whenever we do karaoke nights and stuff, it's like, Oh, we should do that song. So yeah. <laughs> Another good one. But that's a great version of that. So I got to hear it live at the Clyde Theater in Indiana. Great, like really cool with the light on on Meta. Um, it's beautiful. She does a great song playing the keys and singing it. And that's just a really emotional song. Um, yeah. Particularly if you know the story of Andrew from Mother Love Bone, which is really, it's sad. Mm-hmm. Right before yeah. they hit it big, he passed. And I believe Far Behind is about him too from Candlebox, your tour mates, right? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What a connection. What is what is Kevin? What did Kevin tell you guys about that song when you played it? Like, did he have anything to say? Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's all a little bit part of his stage banter, but um, yeah, that it's about Andrew Wood and it's from the perspective of the drug um that he died, you know, just or and and on not just him, I guess I, I'm putting words in his mouth, but in general, you know, you have different people that you know we lose to that, um, to drugs. And so I think it's really about all of that. Yeah, especially in the 90s, but it's a beautiful song. You guys do a really, really great. It's very emotional the way you guys do it. Yeah, it's uh, and I mean, it's really all meta. I I, I just stand there. <laughs> I mean, I don't do anything. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, it totally blends in with, um, you know, the between the tour um, and and just kind of the rest of the aesthetic. So, yeah. Well, it's awesome. I mean, I, I like Mother Love Bone. I was a big fan of early 90s alternative rock scene love Candlebox. when you guys played that i was like awesome so yeah we're getting a good reaction from people out there uh, on that one for sure boone brian you guys ever hear mother love bone oh of course oh yeah 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 it's a great it's a great album it really is a shame they they weren't able to carry on mm-hmm. um all right um we will go boone number three for you uh gonna go a little different route this time and you're gonna go uh to John Mayall and the Blues Breakers in 1965 and had a tune called I'm Your Witch Doctor. The cool thing about this song was recorded for the immediate label and uh, you have Eric Clapton on guitar and the Blues Breakers and uh, Jimmy Page was producing at the time and you can you can hear his stamp all over this song and I think he's his element is uh is what makes it so creepy to me because there's these big guitar swells throughout the song and they're just they're just so scary sounding man they'll they'll, they'll make the they'll make the hair stand up on the back of your neck and uh yeah. I, I love that record go you should go check it out sometime boone you're really showing us up with all these blues facts man we're gonna have a whole <laughs> whole nother episode with you man <laughs> just to talk about that, that that's a daisy it sounds like you're familiar with that album i'm not but i love i just love i actually i love just kind of where he's going with all the voodoo picks I, I yeah, like yeah. he's got a theme mm-hmm. <laughs> boone i think uh page at one part pl- point did play with john mayall didn't he did he do some uh, work with him i don't know if he played with john mayall but i know he ended up producing a lot of uh, giant john mayall records through the through that immediate label and i think uh actually john paul jones was a was a session player for immediate too so i think it i think maybe that's how they got hooked up Yep. And then, of course, everybody played in the Yardbirds, right? You had 
Clapton mm-hmm. and Paige, and then uh, who else did you Jeff. have in there? Jeff Beck, uh, yeah, Jeff. yeah, Jeff Beck. Nice, Crazy. good choice, man. We are definitely getting an education today. Boone, Boone didn't come <laughs> to play. Boone, Boone came to like teach. I, I, I could talk about this stuff. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right, Daisy, who's your? What's your number three? Um, uh, my number three is again just very personally, like what scares what makes me feel scared um and i did when i was a kid this song used to really haunt me um it's by the band genesis <laughs> um the song land of confusion oh yes from invisible touch so also that just seemed just really scary to me that between invisible touch which i thought was i was thinking it was like more about like ghosts or something which now I know it isn't, it's just about, you know, him being attracted <laughs> to her. <laughs> um, but then Land of Confusion, it, there's just something, the minor key, and then also just some, the, the, just kind of the chaos or bad things happen. He basically is listing like, not unlike we didn't start the fire. It's like, everything's fucked. Um, and like Superman, where are you now? Um, you know, we're in a bad place. And so that scared me when I was a kid. And the video is kind of creepy with those puppets. <laughs> I haven't even, oh, wait, I have seen it. Yeah, that's right. They're like marching, like they get into like a cave or something, right? Yeah, it's weird. And it has like the Ronnie Reagan, like all the different, like it's like Ronald Reagan is like the main puppet. And of course, all the Genesis guy is free. He used to scare me as a kid as well, just watching that video. So, Ryan, you, you remember that song and video, don't do. you? Boone, what about you? You're a little bit younger than Ryan, me and Ryan. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, I'm familiar with that. And uh, Genesis, all those guys were, or uh, way highly college educated, so they were they, they were aware of what they were doing to our to our minds. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good choice. I'm now going to have nightmares thinking about that video. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my number three pick is is a patch on my jacket. If I can get the get get the reverse stuff, this is Black Sabbath. The song Black mm. Sabbath, also based on a movie called Black Sabbath. It's very dark, disturbing. The lyrics. The Aussie laugh in it, that song creeps me the hell out, but it's glorious. And Black Sabbath is the <laughs> Black Sabbath is one of the modern or the godfathers of heavy blues music. They were very much blues influenced and started the whole thing when Zeppelin and everybody. So Black Sabbath, which I believe, Boone, you correct me, it's a Boris Karloff movie by the same name, correct? Correct. And then it was uh it was actually remade by an Italian director and was called Black Sunday. Mm. Was mm. it one of the Giallo films or like which which director did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't I can't was remember the director off my hand, but it was it was one of the big you know Italian directors. Yeah, nice. All right. Well, I haven't started around yet, so I'm going to start around and I'm going to go know. with my number two selection. Hey, I do dude, have. I, a, I didn't get my number three. Oh, you didn't? My, <laughs> yeah. You gave me number three. Was Steve, oh, we're at two. Way. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. I don't <laughs> know what I'm talking about. I'm writing notes. <laughs> so I can keep control of this. Um, I'm going to go with a band. I also have a patch on my jacket for. Maybe somewhere right down here. Motley Crue, Shout at the Devil. Scary nice. video, scary lyrics. Those guys look scary. Um it's not about shouting with the devil. It's about shouting out the devil. So they're not actually on the devil's side. They're trying to get them out. But you can't have a Halloween episode without Motley Crue. Aww. <laughs> have you read that story? In the, I think I don't know if it was in the dirt. 
where Doc McGee claims like he was in Nikki's apartment and like two forks just shot up, up, up the table and into the ceiling because he was all into occult type stuff at that time. Mm-hmm. But those guys were also into a lot of drugs, including <laughs> right. their supporting cast. So. Any number of reasons could have made those forks fly in the ceiling. Or they just <laughs> thought they saw forks fly yeah. into the ceiling. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, Brian, give us your number two. Uh, this is a song that my I heard the first time I heard it was uh, my cousin had a 45 of it. And this is like late 70s. And I it probably was her mom's 45, but um devil woman by cliff richard she's just the devil woman with evil out of my eyes and there's talk about crystal ball and black cats and that's a good tune oh that is a good tune i love it and we're keeping that devil theme right now so boone and daisy hopefully your your second choices are devil related mine's not (laughs) well go ahead and give it to us daisy Mine's, this is also left field. Um, uh, there's a song by this, um, I think it's a Tejano band. I think that's what they would call themselves, called Brindis. They had a song um, back in the early 2000s called Vas a Sufrir, which means you're going to suffer. And the lyrics are like, Vas a Sufrir, Vas a Llorar. You're going to suffer, you're going to cry. Cuando piensas en mí, like when you think about it, me vas a extrañar, you're going to miss me. And Vas a Sufrir. So um, that's just, I've always thought of that as like a, an actual spell. Like it's very, it's very specific. Like you're like targeting someone when you, <laughs> um, when you hear that song, when you sing that song. So, so you're mad at them. You want to jink, put a hex on them. You sing the song. Yes. Is it poppy? Is it is it upbeat music? Is it like slow? It's it's slower. It's like a ballad. So yeah, he's like vas a sufrir, y vas a llorar, and he just kind of it's it's a Roy Orbison type style, whatever you call that, like a crooner situation where like it builds and builds and builds. Me vas a extrañar. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is we Very listen cool. to that song with Murder Ballad Part Two from the Dead Dead's Back to Back, and it <laughs> exactly, it, yeah, <laughs> like you're gonna suffer, but yeah, it's mostly just like masa sufrir. <laughs> my Spanish, my Espanol is no bueno, but I'm gonna try my best to remember how some of this stuff is, so I can write it down. Uh, well, can you? I don't know. Can you see that? It's that last one. I went with oh, that yes. one. Oh, already, awesome. I'm revealing my other one, but that's here. okay. <laughs> all right boone we're gonna go to you all right yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go back to the new orleans thing again i i got i got torn i either i really wanted to pick a screaming jay hawkins song but i was like i would never heard of screaming jay hawkins if it wouldn't have been for dr john so i'm gonna Mm -hmm. i'm gonna go with dr john with uh i've been hoodooed from 1975 that's on the album uh right place wrong time which was a very big uh, album for 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 Dr. John and New or- New Orleans culture and, and and all that and it's a it's basically just a, being realized that he he's being messed with like kind of kind of hey what's going on with me and it's got got such a cool groove too got it's got a cool uh, percussion uh, cowbell part in the intro and then all the all the electric pianos electric organs are kind of overdriven so it's a it's a very unique sound. Love it. That's a huge song for him too. Not only an album but a huge song been all over movies and tv shows oh yeah and you 
you do you are as daisy called out you got the theme of voodoo new orleans all that stuff you're kind of keeping it down south and i'm digging yeah. it i can't wait to see what your last pick's going to be after all these all right <laughs> hopefully <laughs> i won't disappoint you <laughs> <laughs> there's no disappointment it's all fun and i love dr john too when he was in um uh, the last waltz playing playing with the guys from the band because i love that movie and i love the band mm. oh yeah good stuff all That's right favorite band <laughs> what what is mcqueen's favorite band the band, the band. Mm-hmm. oh is she a big leave on helm fan or just the band himself yeah yeah well she has a good choice i mean the band you know there's a great story with those guys of, of backing up bob dylan and everybody else for a lot of years and going out and doing their own thing and having just legendary songs right and just man i love that and you you get that boon to you you're a little bit of new orleans sound the jazz the horns by some of the members you get some of that southern song oh. you get the blue stuff they played with screaming jay hawkins didn't they yeah and uh i know they were the backup band for sonny boy williamson uh for Correct. a long, long time mm-hmm. and, oh. uh, so yeah they were they were definitely versed in all all, all that all that great stuff love it well mcqueen has good taste pass that along that he we does. He's the coolest. <laughs> <laughs> all right i think we got everybody's second round picked didn't we did we get brian did we get yours yes 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 we did all right we're gonna go to number one or our last choice and daisy we're gonna start with you on this one all right well i guess i just realized that i could do it this way okay that was uh that's meta's pick um she couldn't be here with me um she's working some stuff out (laughs) on our day off here but um the phantom of the opera theme always to scare her and i guess maybe it's probably choice but yeah have you guys seen the movie have you seen it live before I have not seen it live. I have seen the movie, but yeah, I mostly just, you know, you know, the, that Andrew, is it Andrew Lloyd Webber? Uh, I it. think, yeah, there we go. See, again, that's why we it's have Frank Boone, Lloyd the music Wright. historian. Frank Lloyd Wright, Andrew Frank Lloyd Webber. Which one is it? Andrew Lloyd Webber, Frank Lloyd Wright? Uh, yeah, Frank Lloyd Wright was the uh, architect. famous architect. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he could have written music as well. If he's good at building buildings, maybe he's good at building songs. Yeah, kind of the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the pick. That's well, that's one. a great one too. I mean, that that is, you know, you go to haunted houses, a lot of stuff. You hear that that song, you know what it is. Um, yeah. it's, Phantom of the Opera has been done multiple different times in different ways. It's great. It's a classic, and that mask was almost perfect for it. Look at you. Yeah, it's supposed to be side. I think it's just sideways, but yeah yes that the half of the face that got damaged in the fire i believe right at the op- opera there you go <laughs> it's your dia de los muertes which goes back to the uh Vasun, yeah. you know Vasun sufrit song and then now you've got coming out so yeah there was a little bit of a a plagiarism battle on that song between between that and pink floyd's echoes really Oh yeah, because yeah. I guess that was yeah, that would have been afterwards. That makes sense. Yeah. Crazy. Interesting. Brian, what do you think of that? I mean, it's just chromatics. Was it it wasn't the chromatic part, was it? It's like boom, 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 boom. Exactly. Exactly. It's that like that's not you can't. I mean <laughs> it's like the vanilla ice, the queen under <laughs> pressure. It's like dun 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 da dun dun. No, it's dun 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 da da dun dun. Yeah. Do you remember that was 
or whoever has more money. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. which was um, David Bowie and Queen had way more money than Vanilla Ice. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Oh man, I love it. All right. We're gonna we're gonna finish with our guests here. We'll let the guests all go first on this one. So Boone, what's your number one? All right, my number one. This one's this one's a little bit of a novelty song, but there, I'll still run into a, a quite a few folks that, that haven't heard it. And uh this was this was one of my dad's favorite Halloween songs. I remember having the having the 45 at my, my my grandfather's house. This is a really cool one. It's it's round robin. I'm the wolf man. And it's I reckon it's the the only 45 the guy ever put out. It's just a ha- Halloween novelty song. It's a really fun mid 60s thing. So check it out. There's a there's a cool uh, uh, footage of round robin doing this. I think it's on like Shindig or, or one of the shows at the time. And everybody's all dressed up. It's 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 fun. <laughs> Never heard of that. That's awesome. That sounds great. Yeah, I'll send you a link to it. Check it out. Brian, we might have to post that on some of these songs and the links on our YouTube page oh, yeah. when this episode oh, yeah. goes out there for everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or, you know, a Spotify playlist that might be really good of, of these choices or top picks. Yeah. Very eclectic. Love it, Boone. All right, Brian. Thanks. Over to you. Well, first of all, I got to say I'm very impressed by both Daisy and Boone uh, picking all these unconventional, more against the grain underground stuff cool songs and and when i said earlier uh talking about getting schooled in the blues by boone i think we're not needing to change the name of the podcast all things southern rock and blues when boone is here (laughs) (laughs) yes Um, all things boone and southern rock (laughs) um (laughs) as i'm looking at my list like my my three and my two are probably the most you know as i was younger i was more into like metal and all that you know, the Los Angeles kind of stuff. And those two songs are probably, you know, looking at my list, like the, the more organic, you know, kind of stuff that I'm like into now. Um, but for my number one, this is once again, going back to those years, um, there was um, a band after like when Guns N' Roses came out, they changed kind of the whole look of the poofy hair into kind of like sleaze rock kind of look and there was a band out of texas can't remember exactly where they kind of look like the texas guns and roses but they're still kind of round um i think maybe like southern rock southern rock sleaze band but it's called dangerous toys and they have a song called scared and it was like it it at that time 1989 it was like number one on the mtv video counts all the time but they said uh they they the song was influenced uh, Alice Cooper influenced the song so they're, they have a video and there's all like spooky scary imagery on it and it's a, a song I really like a lot so cool well you have dangerous toys so that's scary and the song itself scary and wasn't there isn't there a movie horror movie boom like dangerous toys or killer toys or something I'm sure there is dolls there's a movie called dolls I know yeah yeah, for sure. Uh, there, I'm sure there's plenty that, that take that concept and and uh, run with it. Uh, Puppet Master's one of those. If, Puppet if you've ever seen that, yeah. <laughs> Daisy, some... have you seen Puppet Master movies? Mm-hmm. There's like a billion of them. I, yeah, <laughs> you were raised right. Watch the watch the first one. That's that's all you need to know. Okay. And there's a psychotic looking clown on the cover of this record too. So. <laughs> Well, Brian, 
sticking with the clown theme, I'll close this out here, at least with our, our top five choices of, this is also from a movie soundtrack from one of my favorite Halloween movies or horror movies of all time. And if you guys have been paying attention, I've been leading, I've been leading up to it. And it's the song Killer Clowns from Outer Space, the theme oh, song from the nice. band, the Dickies, a punk band out of, I believe, California. Nice. <laughs> I had the cassette my freshman year of high school. I remember that walking around, listen to it. It's a cheesy B movie. It's funny. You can actually watch it with, with most of the family. It's relatively age appropriate. And who's not afraid of clowns, especially killer ones from <laughs> outer space. Fantastic choice. <laughs> Daisy, have you seen that movie? Are you familiar with the song or the band? familiar with the song yeah okay it's, just, i guess i hear it this time of year <laughs> yes you, yeah yeah i mean you know and the dickies were a cool they're still doing some stuff every once in yeah. a while i see out in california playing nice so punk band boone familiar are you familiar you gotta be oh yeah I, I, I got familiar with the music through the movie and that's you know that's that's a that's a way with a with a lot of the music that i've i've gotten into you know you hear you hear a couple seconds of something in a movie and then you go you know, you go chase it down, and then that turns you on to another band. And <laughs> then you're on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden, you're on a podcast. Brian, are, do you know Killer Clowns from Outer Space, the movie or the song? I do not. Sorry. <sighs> you're going to have to remedy that. Yeah. It's, it's good. Lucky you. You've got that ahead of you. To, to... <laughs> that sounds like sarcasm, Daisy. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, that's how I feel about when somebody hasn't heard or, or doesn't know something that's great. It's like, look at you. you you've got this you know ahead of you <laughs> i like it because it's got that i'm lucky I'm, I'm jealous well it's got the uh the carnival or the circus sound like that main beat in it and like all the noises in the background and you know what i don't like clowns so this was perfect for me mm -hmm. found me <laughs> weird when you first you know? said that song to me when we were like organizing this the first thing i thought of was uh uh um juggalos <laughs> All uh yeah, insane, insane clown posse. Well, <laughs> Daisy, we are linked back to you. We got John G Wayne Gacy Jr., which didn't John Wayne Gacy dress up like a clown? Wasn't he a clown? Mm -hmm. Yep. Same I think he's I think it's that one. Yeah. I get it mixed up, but yeah. <laughs> There's so many weird killers, killers out there. Yeah. <laughs> so what's funny to me though. All the choices really like Boone and Daisy, you guys knocked it out of the park first and foremost. Aww. What a great link to Southern rock and blues and just some eclectic stuff on here. Ryan and I went mainstream because we don't normally get to do mainstream. I, you know, I went back, but it's funny. We didn't have any song. We didn't have uh, Tr Charlie Daniels band, you know, Devin went down to Georgia. We didn't have anything from Alice Cooper. You know, we didn't have anything from just Ozzy Osbourne. I know I had the Black Sabbath song, but mm -hmm. some things that I thought for sure, Werewolves of London, you know, like, Frankenstein, like there's all sorts. Uh, don't fear oh, yeah, the Reaper. By the dolls, that's a great one. Yeah. yeah. Um, don't fear the Reaper. Blue Oyster Call. There were some things on here that I thought I was going to hear. I had God of Thunder from Kiss as a as a um, alternate. That's another that's a good one. one. I mean, yeah, I mean, but you only gave us five. So I know. <laughs> well, we got to have part two next year. We can't blow them all now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do. All right, I have a question for you guys. Um, horror movie, which one of your all-time favorite horror movies to watch this time of year? Daisy, what do you got? I am not a horror movie person, but one of the scariest horror movies ever was, um, well, there's uh, two, actually The Scream, which I know is silly and funny and fun, but also scared the crap out of me. It made me think, you know, that 
anybody's just gonna knife me anytime <laughs> but also um candy man <laughs> oh yeah really really got under my skin that's a that's good a, one i think they just my remade little sister, candy man. my little sister was not scared at all so as soon as we watched that movie and then you know okay girls go brush your teeth and we went <laughs> we were brushing our teeth and she's like saying it right in the mirror and i'm like mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> It's a it's such a great story too. Uh, a lot of folks don't know that that was written by Clive Barker, who's you know famous for all the Hellraiser books and and, and all that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, but that's the yeah. That's I can't believe your sister actually tried that in the bathroom. I saw that. I think I was in high school when I saw that. I wasn't too afraid to do it. That Is that the out. Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary thing? Yeah, it's, you yeah. say Candyman three times. I have the lights turn off, then you flip them back on. Then then he shows up with his hook to kill you. Yeah, there's bees or something too. Yeah, yes, also bees because he was killed with bees or something, right? He was he was a slave in love with a slave owner's daughter. They tortured and killed him. That was kind of yeah, I don't even know or remember that, that line. It was just just very scary, is all. <laughs> and took place down south, Louisiana, Boone. Yeah, I believe so. And then uh, the Candyman character played by Tony Todd. So is it possible, like in retrospect, if I watch it now as an adult, I might be like, "Yeah, <laughs> you go, Candyman." <laughs> Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, is sure. he getting revenge that he deserves? He was just killing random yeah. people that said his name, not the people that actually murdered him. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh. so like he was he was bad. Okay. <laughs> Boone has your New Orleans connection to it too, because it was like more of a voodoo thing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Cool, uh, cool accident there. Nice. It's like we all planned this together, which we didn't do, and everything <laughs> just tied it up. All right, Boone, give us a good horror movie for this time of year. Oh man, that's that's so hard to do because I, I love I love so many, but uh, I, I've been really enjoying watching rewatching some of the the old uh, Hammer Dracula movies, you know, with the uh, Peter Cushing, Christopher Lee, Christopher Lee, uh, yeah, yeah, the per- perfect thing to watch this time of year. And of course, of course, being from from Kentucky, being just a few miles from Smith's Grove, I got to give some love to uh, John Carpenter's Halloween as well. Nice in Halloween kills that's one that just came out in theaters sequel it is it is have you seen that one i have i have if you if you're if you're a fan of halloween there's so many things in there that 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 you'll enjoy the the ending's interesting but you just got to go with it yep and i knew you saw that because i saw you and your lovely wife posted on instagram oh yeah yeah for sure it was a lot of fun all right, Brian, what do you got? Which one of your favorite horror classics for this time of year? Well, I mean, this time of year, like I'm going to gravitate towards like the cheesy stuff. I mean, any of the Halloween or, or uh, you know, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street or any of those, you know, Jason, Freddy. And I like the old stuff, like the Wolfman and Creature from the sure. Black Lagoon, that kind of stuff. All the Warner Brothers monsters or Universal. I'm sorry, not Warner Brothers, Universal list. Can't go wrong there. Do you have a favorite horror franchise, Brian? Is it Nightmare on Elm Street, Hellraiser, Friday mm, the 13th, Halloween? Probably Friday the 13th or Halloween. You better. Look, my shirt. I've got my nice <laughs> Jason, which looks like the Clash album cover. <laughs> so my name's Jason. I had to get this shirt. I mean, you just had to do it. All I know is when I was a kid, I, there was a, I saw a movie. I didn't not saw the movie, but I saw like a poster for it. There was a movie called Driller Killer. And when that's got to yep. be totally yeah. cheesy, I got to see that sometime. <laughs> that's a, that's a slumber party massacre, right? Is it? Yes. The Driller Killer. He had this like massive, yep, yep. like. <laughs> <laughs> 
the sec the sequel have you seen the sequel boone yeah yeah it's like a rockabilly dude with a guitar <laughs> drill it's completely ridiculous <laughs> crystal bernard from the show wings is the star of that one if you guys remember her the blonde yeah it is it's terrible, but the, the the killer sings like rockabilly. He's like looks like Elvis. He's got the the he's got the kind of pompadour here, leather, and he like doing rockabilly songs the whole time. Uh. <laughs> and it's it's really stupid, but that's a good one. Uh, for me, man, I love Return of the Living Dead. I've always loved the zombie movies, like the original Night of the Living Dead. My mom liked that one. I liked that one a lot. And then when Return of the Living Dead came out in the mid '80s really liked what they did they had the horror they had comedy and a really killer like punk soundtrack on it at the same time so and boone have you seen that movie oh return which one was it return now? of return of living dead oh yeah that's uh based in louisville kentucky right there we go that's why it, everything goes brian everything goes back to kentucky music horror <laughs> films what the hell kentucky is hip kentucky is hip um sometimes exempt well so Daisy, for you, uh, we found out Brian and I through this podcast. There are a ton of really, really great Kentucky bands on here. That's how we found Boone from Otis. His band partners right now playing in um, Blackstone Cherry, filling in. Oh, yeah. You know mm-hmm. the Kentucky Headhunters we've had on a couple times. There's you know Mojo Thunder, the Josephine. There's all these great artists right now from Kentucky. It's crazy. It's like I guess Same just being up. up the note from Nashville. From you, up the road from you, because you're a Nashville uh, native. Yep, yep. So we got that corridor going on. <laughs> All the way up to Bowling Green and Glasgow, Glasgow. How do you pronounce that, Boone? I always say it wrong. Uh, Glasgow, unless, Glasgow. You're, unless you're in Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> Glasgow. Um, really cool area. So we found out a lot about Kentucky uh, through the podcast. Brian and I are going to have to do do something, go to Kentucky and, mm-hmm. and, and do something down there. Like, you know. When I retire, I'm moving to there. <laughs> Come on. And you'll be close to Nashville. You'll be close mountain? to kind of everything else. Or on the, which side? Me? What? Yeah. Yeah. Well, which, which part are you going to retire to? Well, I was thinking more like Cincinnati, ah. you know, mm-hmm. and then that's still in that Ohio area. There's a lot of stuff going on. I mean, that whole from Dayton down to like the middle of Kentucky where Boone is and from Lexington to Bowling Green. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. heaven, yeah. I tell you. Lots of good you're stuff. Not, yeah, and you're not that far from Nashville. I think it's about four, three and that's a half right. from northern Kentucky to Nashville. Mm-hmm. That's true. It's not too bad. About an hour and a half from Louisville, two hours to Louisville, another two-ish, or hour and a half to, well, to Daisy's uh, hometown. Isn't Covington, like, actually a suburb of Cincinnati? Pretty much. It's right across yeah. the river and you can, you can see the Cincinnati skyline. We claim it, Boone. We, we claim that, that area. I mean, yeah, hell, our, yeah. our airports in Kentucky, the Cincinnati airport is in Kentucky. Like mm-hmm. no one ever can figure that one out. Co- Covington's cool. Yeah. Y'all got to go to Covington to see a show at the Southgate revival house. It's old been church there. that they yeah. turned into. Yeah. Yeah. We've played there before. R- really cool. Oh, it- it's a great place. My buddy, um, when he was in Hawthorne Heights, we went down and saw them play. And I've seen a couple other artists uh, play. And it's gorgeous. And they have a couple other rooms in that building, too. Different rooms for different artists and stuff. Yeah. D- Daisy, have you played there? I haven't played there, but I've seen shows there. Yeah, it's great. This reminds me, um, on this trip, we had Skyline Chili out here. <gasps> Where did you and- have it? <laughs> Converts. We did, we did not have it in Cincinnati. Um, we had it in... Fort Wayne, Indiana. Okay. 
and then in Fort Myers, Florida. <laughs> Fort Myers, Florida. There is a skyline outpost down there because I guess it's like little, there's a sort of a little Cincinnati or something situation. And so it's like enough to support a skyline and it is so good. <laughs> I think you did post time. that on Instagram. I think I saw that you had the vegetarian dish. I did. They do a vegetarian. What's weird is they don't have the same spices. And, you know, because the thing is like that cinnamon mm -hmm. that goes in the chili in the skyline or and then cinnamon and clove and maybe some other weird stuff. But they don't do that on on the vegetarian one for some reason, which I feel like that's their signature. Why don't they just put those spices in there? It seems wrong. It was so good. It was so good because I had like a teensy like little taste of the meat one um, just so I could taste it. And yeah. Boone, but what do we say on Skyline? I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. Hey, if it, we loved it. You got to do it if you're <laughs> if you're around one. Yeah. Now, so Cincinnati people and Boone, you're close enough. You probably know that there are two Cincinnati chili chains, right? Skyline and Gold Star. Skyline uses the cinnamon. Gold Star uses more of a chocolate to it. I am a Skyline guy. What do you guys prefer? A Skyline for me because I've. I've We've never stopped at the other because people star. always talk talk to Cindy going to the skyline. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Our our sound and lighting and everything else guy. <laughs> um Evan Stone, Piano Rock slash Panda Dead. Um, he's from Cincinnati and so he made us he made Ooh, us do it. What part and is he from? Do you know? So I don't I couldn't know. Don't get me to lime. <laughs> Brian, have you ever had Cincinnati Cincinnati style chili? I have not, but I was thinking about when I, I had to add addition to my retirement plans uh, in Kentucky. Actually, I'm just going to put a tent up on Richard and Fred's farm, or I'm going <laughs> to sneak into the practice house and have a cot in there. That's yeah, Richard they, and Fred Young from the Kentucky Headhunters. They may let you yeah, stay in a barn. <laughs> they might put you to work, though. Oh, yeah. Hey. You grew up on a farm. <laughs> yeah, I can do it. Boone, I'm sure you've been to the practice house, huh? Oh, yeah. Many, many times. Nice. Well, you host a show with Greg, don't you, in the Lowdown Hoedown or work with him on that? Yeah, yeah. I, I produce that uh, that program for him and help him with social media and get some guests and stuff. But it, it's really a labor of love because that's that's where I, I heard some of this blue stuff the first time. And there's nothing. It, it was very cool hearing, hearing a, you know, Grammy Award winning guitar player present that music to you. It's, it's, it's really special. So I really enjoy working with Greg and and hanging out with the rest of the headhunters, and uh, it was it was fun seeing them on uh, national TV over the weekend, and uh, the new album coming out. So good, uh, yeah, yeah, L love the headhunters. It's that's a pretty heavy album too, especially that title track. That's a fact, Jack. That is that's harder than bands half the rage are doing. Well, I know <laughs> it, I know it, and uh, yeah, I, I don't think they would mind me saying that a lot of those songs came from the the Itchy Brother era. They were in a a rock and roll band called Itchy Brother that was uh, almost got signed to uh, to the Swan Song label, and they were you know they were really doing it in the seventies. But uh, now they're getting to uh, to bring those songs back to life through uh, through the Kentucky Headhunters. Susanna uh, is a great song, man. It sounds like Tesla. It's <clears throat> high praise from uh, if Brian and I say something sounds like Tesla, it's almost the highest praise <laughs> you can get. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, I those know. guys, those guys, like they exemplify like what one of the goals of the podcast is to hopefully make people think about like, obviously we all know music all germinated from the South, but 
back then authentic country blues and rock and roll all it wasn't separated into lanes they they yeah. on that record is blues kind of country more outlaw country rock and roll like they they do it all it's amazing they just they just it's perfect it really okay. is man it's it, that album came out of well we're recording this on 1024 but on 1022 that came out uh man it is just the blues influences the rock it is just it's fantastic and i was it, and boone since you said the some of the itchy brother stuff and of course we had richard on uh, last week he kind of talked a little bit about it but just for those guys i know they're like all in their 60s or whatever to get it but they got after it on that album it's great to hear and see man it's probably a lot of fun for them too to cut loose yeah, I know it was Richard was saying it was a, you know, just a chance for them to to make the album they wanted to make, whether it be, you know, country songs, blues songs, rock songs, just it just all kind of came together on the floor. And it, it was what it was type type album. And uh, man, they, they can they, they can hang with uh, any 20 year old band anywhere. They, oh, for they, sure. Yeah, they, they've got the power. They got the power. Thing, you know absolutely love it daisy what's going on with you guys on your tour i know it's coming here close to an end on the west coast what's going on out there yeah we just played our, we played our last song with candlebox last night um down in solana beach at belly up um outside san diego and we're in la today and we play um at the whiskey tomorrow not classic. with Candlebox, um but but yeah, it's a classic. So it'll be a cool place. And um, I think some of the boys are going to come out because they live up here. Um, and after that, I don't know. We just got to get ourselves home and clean and do our laundry and <laughs> get <laughs> um, some sleep. Yeah. And start making plans for the next stuff. Start writing a new record, I guess, or, you know, waiting for another tour. We've got some irons in the fire for sure for like spring. And we may do some like local regional stuff before then, but yeah. Are, are there other That's, bands on this bill tomorrow at the whiskey? There are, but I don't, and I think it's, I, I don't know that it has a name or it's something it's like, my understanding is that there's like a tribute. God, I hope I'm not saying anything wrong, <laughs> but um, I think it's sort of like a tribute band. It's like a night. They always do this on Monday nights okay. where they do like eighties, but now that with Halloween coming up, I think it's going to be even more like kind of eighties Halloween. Sure. And then we're, we're opening cool. it. It's, unfortunately Candlewalks, um the fonda theater show that they had here was canceled and so this is sort of like us filling in and making that you know while we're already here making that show happen anyway so i think it'll be fun i'm excited i'm glad we get to have one more show have you played the whiskey before mm -mm. nope i mean we've, we've spent some time just hanging out on the strip mostly going to rainbow and like you know do get getting a lemmy <laughs> um you know the the uh what is it jack and diet i think or just jack and coke one of the two but anyway yeah but we haven't played there that's super cool are you breaking out any different songs that you've done on this tour for the show or good question we might it depends i don't know how much time it might go the other way where we have to cut um that's like a 45 minute set and hopefully we'll get at least that much we like to just keep playing <laughs> So well, yeah, sure. So, uh, that Candlebox tour was great, though. You got that was a great show, and he, uh, Kevin, gave you guys like 45, 50 minutes to play as an as an opening really band. Did. And we went over. Uh, it, that's like the, one of the biggest no nos, and we know this, but we just we were just having so much fun, and they were sweet enough. We felt like we could, you know, what is it? Ask for forgiveness. <laughs> so we did go over like 
quite a few times on tour, maybe like three or four out of 20 plus. So it wasn't that bad, but we were a little naughty with that. Well, he promoted the heck out of you when I, I saw you guys at the Fort Wayne show and Kevin was talking you guys up. That's when the album just came out, telling everybody to get out there. He, he seemed to actually be a legitimate fan. He, I, yeah, I would say, I mean, surprisingly, I don't know. You know, I'm always surprised by anybody that's a fan of us. <laughs> I mean, I like us, but it's always like, <laughs> okay, cool. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but, but like legitimately, like listening to the songs and learning. He learned a song that he played drums on um, the last couple nights, and that's been just uh, amazing. I, I wouldn't even say a dream come true; it's a dream I have, would not have even had. So, <laughs> but really awesome. Yeah, you guys did a great job. I loved that tour; it was awesome. Had a had a real good time seeing you guys play, and I'm glad everything best tour, best tour ever. Like those those guys and their crew. I know, I don't know if they're going to see this. I'm not saying that for this, but it really has all of us this whole time from day one, we've been like, wow, this is great. Wow. This is great. Part of it is this RV you see behind me. It's been really nice traveling in an RV um, and staying at campgrounds and seeing the country that way, but also just all the personalities. It's all great people on our crew, on our, in our band and with their band and crew as well. So Yay. Good. Hopefully we'll have another awesome. tour that's at least as good as this one. <laughs> well, everybody needs to go out and also buy your album. Uh, tell your girls it's all right. It's a great okay. album, punk, yeah, rock, like metal. It's got it all. I've got it here. Best For those of you watching. Soft. Our hats are cool. People love our hats. They, they put them on and they don't take them off. It seems like <laughs> they get stuck. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's good. Good. And I'm glad. Hey, get home, get some rest, get clean, get ready to go back, get clean. Not like you're under clean your stuff. I need to get this off. We've Daisy, doing, get clean. We've been doing well. Yeah, I need it. But yeah, that's, we've been doing temporary tattoos out here. That's like our, that's been our good, clean fun is, is applying a whole bunch of temporary tattoos and they're put away right now, but like we are, we constantly kind of rolling with all these um, and we we keep looking for them. So we're, wherever we are, we're like walking into a shop and like, do you have any temporary tattoos? <laughs> <laughs> did it matter what kind or did you guys just take whatever was available? Well, there's some. We took whatever was available, but in this case, um, this is a <laughs> tattoos. Tattoo effects. And this is like the kinds of things you can put on yourself. Oh, God. I guess it's particularly designed for the neck. Yeah. Um, Good yeah. times. <laughs> but yeah i was trying to see if i could grab any other ones and people uh, think you're in a gang if you walk around with a neck tattoo but yeah and most of them i've got washed off at this point i'm trying to think if i have oh yeah i do still have this one so this is like this barbed wire oh <laughs> and then it's got then this is actually two this is one tattoo and we put this one and anyway <laughs> <laughs> the visual medium's working out for us this time, Brian. We actually get to see tattoos when people talk about them. We've had multiple people on this podcast show us their tattoos. It was like nobody could see anything that's going on. Yeah, that's what this and so this one is just like a little bit not good, but <laughs> <laughs> it's good. All right, Boone, show us your tattoos. I, 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 I ain't got nothing to show you today. <laughs> you don't have any tattoos? No, no. Really? I don't really? either. I have aside from the temporary ones, I don't have any real ones. Brian, do you have tattoos? Nice. Cool. It's more like a cartoon wolf. Okay. Nope. Oh, yeah, you're a big wolf fan. You used to have your old place, the wolf uh, poster behind yeah. you. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Nice. 
I don't have a tattoo, but I did pay a lot of money to have a tattoo <laughs> removed from my wife that she got when she was on a trip to Mexico in college. So does that count? Hey, that, that counts. <laughs> <laughs> it was literally like a thousand times more expensive to have it removed than to get. I believe it. <laughs> so yeah, I still have, wait, so only one of us has tattoos for real? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't have anything. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we got, I know people that do tattoos, like a um, bunch of people in Dayton and just, I, did, I don't know. I don't know what I, what I would permanently want on my body and where it would be, to be honest with you. Same. Yeah. I'm going to get another wolf one, but it's going to be realistic. I don't know when, but sometime. Sometimes people ask us if our exes are tattoos and we just, oh. are, are you kidding me? I mean, I don't <laughs> even know how to answer that. Like, no. <laughs> 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 yeah but, I mean, these days i guess well so one of them like i was showing you the neck tattoo one of the sets was like pop star it said instead of neck tattoo the pop star and it had just all those little like prison tat basically you oh know my how God. On and you could you know like a little heart and a little heart with an x or you know just a bunch of i see people who have those face tattoos not judging, but I'm like, you're very limited on like what careers you can have in life. Uh, yeah. Or just, I, I don't care about that as much. I, or it's just like, aren't you sick of that? Or like, <laughs> and then you'll run out. If, if you're going to be just doing, if that's what a tattoo is to you, it's like something that's just like quick and easy. Like, are you going to, you're going to run out of space then. So Dude. if you get a teardrop tattoo, but when you get old and wrinkly, does it turn into a waterfall? Basically, and that's another thing how it ages because these things age weird. That's what we've learned. It's like if we we would put it on our knee and then it would just get all crinkled. <laughs> I have a question you for know? Daisy. Like, ah. what's that? Is there any fans from the Dead Ted Dead Dead the Dead Dead's core that have tattooed this permanently? Wow. No. Not these. No. Oh, not terminal. Okay. No, not not the X's. Like there there are some there's some Dead Dead stats out there but not on the face <laughs> it's just like our logo and mm. then um we've uh, sadly he, he recently passed but we not dead um had our had a sign his arm and then he went and got it tatted um crazy yeah yeah that yeah it kind of puts a lot of pressure it's like okay now that this is tattooed like we really gotta <laughs> keep going <laughs> there's uh there's three otis tattoos out there that that, that I know of there, there yeah. may be more. <laughs> How do you feel about that? How does that feel or make you feel when they did that? I, man, it makes, it's a very humbling feeling, but it's, it's also, it's also strange too. And it's, it, it, it makes you feel good that you, you created something worthwhile that somebody said, you know what, I'm going to put this on my skin forever. You know, it's, it's kind of, it, 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 it's mind blowing. It, it, it really is, but more, more than anything, it's, it's humbling and it, you have a new appreciation for that person. Yeah. yeah for sure well you guys have good both have good music like love the otis stuff boone you know i rock that otis shirt a lot of places um tyler bryan i wore it to his show with the georgia thunderbolts and i was chatting with him after oh, the yeah. show he's like otis i love that shirt i'm like oh yeah you know boone's been on the oh, podcast the with a of ours. you want to say hi Panda? yes he just came oh yes skyline <laughs> what's up man hey <laughs> I don't know how why I brought it up, but talking about well, I'm from Cincinnati yeah. originally. I'm from oh, Southwestern Ohio. Mm -hmm. And I said, are you Skyline or a Gold Star person? Because that's all I need to know about you. Who, me? Yeah. 
Don't throw doesn't exist. <laughs> My man. That's what I would say. I don't, I don't know that it exists either. <laughs> Wait a minute. Don't go. Don't go. Come back. I hear this is popping in. I don't know if you no, need no, to. One last question for you. What part of Southwestern Ohio are you from? Uh, well, I'm from Anderson Township. Okay. Right on. I'm from Southern Warren County, but my mom's from Hamilton. My dad's from Reading. So nice. Okay. There we go. And then Boone's from Kentucky, but we claim him because <laughs> he likes Skyline. <laughs> yeah, that's good. There you good. go. <laughs> well, thanks for taking the, all the all the game to Skyline when you're in Florida. Good. See, we, Anderson Township's a cool area. So. Speaking of the Otis T-shirt, I'm wearing Boone's Mojo Box, which is. Uh, pedal from uh, Jeff Boland, right? Analog pedals. That's right. That's right. Yeah, the pedal's still available, and uh, artwork uh, was done by my buddy Patrick Galanis Jr. of Southern Governor. And, Another great uh, band. Yeah, just just spent a just spent a weekend with those guys not too long ago, uh, producing a, a session for them, and uh, got to see them live. So uh, much love to Southern Governor. Love the boys. I wore the T-shirt because it's is it the the Wolfman that's crawling out of the grave here there's like a bat yeah it's kind of a little uh kind of crypt keeper looking dude there yeah yeah uh yeah, patrick did a great job yeah, doing kind of a classic horror type uh, artwork for me there so what else what are you all busy with boone these days man a lot a lot of stuff going on uh yeah, greg from the headhunters this stuff keeping me busy we're still trying to try, trying to figure out what the future looks like for for Otis and uh, going out. I played a couple of solo gigs and uh, just the Southern Governor. just hanging out. Yeah, yeah, uh, opened up for those guys and uh, it was it was fun. That's the first solo show I'd done and it was it was kind of an interesting an interesting space to be in. Just kind of finding that internal rhythm and uh, and keeping it going. Well, we are anxious to hear more stuff from you, whether it's with Otis or thank another you. project, man, because you're. That Otis stuff is great. Love it. Oh, thank you so much. Appreciate it, man. And there's not many people who I know have their own freaking guitar pedal. So that's Woo! super cool too, right? Cool. I know, I know. I got got, got uh, very very blessed on that one that uh, that Jeff saw fit to to make a signature pedal for me. And uh, speaking of pedals, the new uh, Greg Martin signature pedal is out through the same company. And uh, cool stuff. What kind? What, what's his pedal? It's called What's a cedar, a cedar flat lightning. It's basically I'm going to get going to get nerdy for a second. It's it's the preamp from an Echoplex, and like all the great '70s guitar players mm -hmm. use Echoplex, but not necessarily for the echo. They wanted it. It's, it, it just gives you a nice little boost, and uh, and that and that's what this pedal does. It's just uh, basically a replica of uh, a preamp of a of an EP one, and uh, it's it's really cool. Nice. You and Greg and then Chris from Blackstone Cherry has one too, right? Doesn't he? Yeah, and uh, and and Steve Jewell Jr. of Otis has one as well. He, he was the first one to get one, and then Chris, me, and then Greg. So got a right got a, got a pretty good little little bunch of pedals there. Heck yeah, Daisy. We need a Daisy Dead signature bass pedal. Yes, we do. I don't know what that would be though, because I'm not a big pedal person. <laughs> you have you have like one or two pedals on you. stage, don't you? I have like one or two depending like if you count the tuner pedal then i have two um so i've got the tuner pedal and then i just have a a, a big uh, i think it's a nano big muff mm -hmm. and that's it see well so i just keep it simple it's like a, a lot of that's just i use it you know i've got my gain up pretty good um boo uh, knows people <laughs> there's probably a dog that wants let in going? 
Yeah. Oh, there it is. Like that? Oh, awesome. Like that, but, but even smaller. I don't have, I'm like, is it in here? No, it's packed up. But um, yeah, it's like that, but cut that in half. And, and the three, so the third, I'm like, I want to touch your, um, <laughs> they're in a triangle. So there's like one, two, and then the third. Is it so electro harmonics? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Our bass so player like, plays with a big muff. That's like it's big brother right there. Mm-hmm. He has a one that's it's pretty substantial in size. Oh, yeah, he I, plays have through. That one. I have yeah. a few other pedals, but I don't travel. I don't and I don't really use them. I've got a baseballs um, and I've got some the boss chorus pedal. Um, and then I do have one other one. I can't remember. I don't ever use uh, just a reverb pedal. Then that's that's for guitar. But I'm just not a big pedal person. I don't I, I don't care. <laughs> Well, unless you're doing something crazy playing bass, you don't need a lot of pedals, you know? I don't. I mean, some bass players do like to get into pedals and and things like that. And I think it can be interesting, but I think it's more on the guitar side. I don't don't really like from my bass, especially because it changes the volume and the bulkiness. Mm -hmm. I don't like, I think bass needs to just kind of stay there all the time Mm -hmm. and maybe get a little stronger and then, but still never really drop out. And pedals a lot of times will do that to you. So very true (laughs) (laughs) to hell with the pedals well and also more points of failure like that's just another thing if something's going wrong if something's not working if there's a weird noise or whatever that's like just one other thing so yeah well even sometimes with guitar my ingredients right here yeah yeah. the pedals are just extra boone you know having a good guitar and a good amp running it through whether it's a marshall i've got an orange like or i used to play like sometimes you get a great sound even just really doing that it's like classic yeah yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was, I'm the same way when, when we're on the road, really. I, I just got, yeah, got the signature pedal out in the tuner. But before that, uh, I never really had the pedal until Jeff approached me. He's like, hey, man, let's do a signature pedal. I was like, well, okay. But now I've got to start using it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's really cool. I'm sorry. I just realized I just shat yeah. all over like the concept of pedals. But <laughs> oh, no, no. You're, you're good. You're good. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> no but i mean having a custom one it does get you kind of what you want and what you not what you don't want yeah. well that's really cool i don't use a ton of pedals given what kind of band i'm in and stuff like that but i've gone to this um it's sam sam oh, yeah, uh, yeah mm-hmm. it's, it's a fly rig has uh delay two types of really overdrive and then it's got a little bit of um, reverb on it and a tuner in it and like i don't need I don't, I really don't use a lot of it, but it's great. It's all in one, very easy to carry around with me. Mm-hmm. Um, go direct with it if you want to. That's nice. That's what, and that's gear talk, Brian. <laughs> it's great to talk about yeah. bass gear talk, tech yeah. talk. <laughs> well, Daisy, you play an orange cab. Is your head, is your head orange as well? Yeah, it's that tiny tier 500 watt little nice. lunchbox thingy. Yeah, that's great. It's another one. It's just very simple and it does it. You know, I've got it dialed in. I keep every year. It's like my gain is getting more and more and more and more. <laughs> now I've got it up. I'm on like eight now. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's you got it's got to do what you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's been good. Loudest What's your amp? Uh, I'm I'm running a a, a 70s uh, Marshall JMP 50 watt. For, for the most part right now but i've got another amp i play here at home that i really like it's a it's a silver tone sears it's a solid state i picked it up from a guy for like 50 bucks and now it's it, at home it's it's about all i play i love love vintage amps classic 
Cool. Yeah. Things probably freaking tank. Yeah, yeah, it, it it sounds good. I'm 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 amazed at how you know overdriven it gets and how tubey it sounds. Although it's just a you know solid state from Sears. <laughs> awesome. That's really cool. You just need the silver tone guitar Thanks. to go with the silver tone amp. Mm-hmm. Daisy, yeah. are you are you mainly playing your jazz bass on stage, or do you uh, use anything else on stage? I have been using the jazz bass. Um, it just sounded the best and and instead of going back and forth like I, I i pretty much brought the i brought a blonde jazz bass out um really just because i hadn't really toured with it and it was like another uh, out of boredom i guess you'd say <laughs> but i've also got a <laughs> daisy bass it's a p bass um and but no i ended up rehearsing with the jazz bass and then the first show that's what what i played and it was like this is it this sounds great and so that's what I've stuck with. I swear I saw a picture of you playing your Hofner. So I was wondering if you ever take those along. I have. I've toured with them and I do play with them. Um, I'll probably, I mean, I'm, I most often these days end up playing them on kind of covers nights mm-hmm. as needed, or it'll be, I, I mean, I am fortunate to get to like be a part of a lot of different covers nights around Nashville. So I'm sort of always like having to learn something and that, you know, it's in this tuning or that tuning. We're in drop C sharp. So almost nothing is in drop C sharp. So I'm at least, I've got one bass that's in that and then I'll keep another bass in standard, E standard and then drop D. And then sometimes there's even weirder tunings if I'm covering tool for instance. And um, does that answer? Oh, and so the Hofners often come into play with that kind of situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Does Meta play, she plays a different tuning, doesn't she? Yeah, we're all in drop C sharp. You, yeah. Okay, so that's what you guys are all doing. Because when I was watching her play and she was using like single finger, like barring and doing some other stuff, I'm like, I know she's not playing standard. She might not be doing that from the acoustic stuff. So what you're talking about, you might have seen her do chord. On the electric chord. with all the distortion and to get that sound, that that heavier, lower sound. Yeah. Yeah, she's doing a lot of bar chords. Um, and then, but yeah, I think on acoustic it is in standard. I think standard. I think we got tricked on that. Yeah, I was like, look, I thought I would pick it up and start playing like, our songs and it didn't really do the <laughs> what I thought it would do um because it's different tuning but yeah well, she's got a super heavy sound like her tone is really heavy like almost like a metal tone yeah yeah for sure yeah meta metal meta metal mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well Brian I'm gonna throw it over to you well thank you both the Daisy and Boone for joining us on this Halloween special Yay. uh Yay. happy Halloween it's fun I could have been a little more prepared. Like this pro thing was supposed to be on my shirt. And I usually, you know, for the people that are listening and not watching, like usually I have headphones and I was couldn't think ahead far enough to know this hat wasn't going to fit over them. So these <laughs> earbuds, they just keep falling out and falling out and falling out as the people are watching and see. But thank you so much, you guys, for joining us, man. This has been a blast. This has got to be a yearly tradition. And there's a lot of good horror songs that are left. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. We barely scratched the surface, but yeah. It's my list. Screenshot <laughs> that everybody real quick to see Daisy's list. Ignore my nails. I'm like, oh, my nails are horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not just, I mean, it's yeah, it's like dirty and gross. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> well, happy Halloween, everybody, to our listeners, to our viewers on this very special video version. Thank you guys for tuning in. And Boone, Daisy, you guys take care. Thank, Thank you. you Thanks for having me. Happy Halloween. Thank you, Daisy Dead from the Dead Deads. Thank you, Boone Froggett from Otis. Always Thank remember, you. 
Southern Rock is Revenant loses blood. We'll see you next time. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.